Listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times, with your hosts Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison. Welcome, listeners, to episode 11 of the SDSU Football Podcast. I am Andre Hagverdian, and with me is Paul Garrison. We want to thank once again all of our listeners for the success that our podcast has had over the first two months. This week, we were selected uh, by a panelist uh, at Feedspot as one of the top 90 college football podcasts on the web, and we came in at 15. So that is definitely attributed to uh, a lot of our followers and listeners that have been supporting us over the last two months. And hopefully we can can stay uh, up that list or potentially even move up a little bit. We've got a great episode for you guys today. Paul and I had an opportunity to catch up with two future Aztec players who will be joining the secondary in the fall. Hope you guys enjoy it. Our first guest today is Max Garrison, who played high school football at St. Francis High School in La Quinata, Flintridge, California. Max excelled on both sides of the ball, playing running back and safety, and earned all league honors on both ends the past two seasons including being named Offensive League Player of the Year in a senior season. Welcome, Max, to the SDSC Football Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you guys for having me. So you, you were born in Pasadena. Uh, you went to St. Francis High School in La Quinata, Flintridge, which for our listeners who may not know, it's really close to Pasadena. It's by Glendale. Um, fun fact, I actually, I grew up in Glendale. And went to uh, Crescenta Valley High School, which is, I think, like three miles away from St. Francis. So definitely have love uh, for the San Gabriel Valley over there. Um, how did you end up at St. Francis? So like you said, like, so where I, where I live at is literally down the street from uh, Pasadena High School. And so uh, my sister went to private school. So she went to Westridge, which is a, a small all-girls school in Pasadena. And then I kind of just, I don't know, uh, they're late Coach Bonds. He kind of like in around seventh grade, kind of like I started like kind of contacting with him and being able to talk to him. And fun fact is my neighbors, like my like my cross street neighbors, their sons went through St. Francis and they loved it. So I applied and then ended up that was like after I got to talk with Coach Bonds, that's really where I wanted to be at. So then I kind of made the choice from there and stayed all four years. Now you come from a family of superb athletes. Uh, your mom, Lisa was a U.S. gymnast. Your father, uh, Milan, played football and baseball at Cal Poly Pomono. Your sister, Summer, plays soccer at Illinois currently. Uh, how special is it that you get to continue that athletic legacy? It's really special. It's like my whole life I've, I've kind of been like brought up in sports, and it's never like like my parents, even though like they played at like the highest levels, they never like forced sports on me. It was something that I just kind of grew to love and – they just kind of supported me throughout the way, which was like, which I basically got to fall in love with all the sports that I did. But it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling that like my sister is one of my biggest role models. And so seeing her go and play big D one soccer kind of drove me to be like, okay, like I want to go aspire and do my dreams and go and play big division one football. And so I think I found that at San Diego state. But you played other sports. You, I, I, uh, did. I did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and very well. You were a preseason 2020, 2021 perfect game. They named you a preseason underclass All American um, for the whole state of California. Um, what position did you play when you played baseball? Any offers to maybe think about playing that? And uh, have you ever thought potentially even playing at state? A football player did do it. Did play both a couple years ago. Uh, so yeah, I played in the outfield. I was I played left I played basically the whole outfield but mostly left and center. I did I did uh ponder it wanting to play in college. I didn't have any I didn't have any baseball scholarships. It was all football. But I for for a while in my recruiting, I thought about playing both. And then kind of how it came down to it is I just like what do you call it? I like I didn't get any offers for baseball and football's my passion. It's what I love to do. I love baseball, but football was always just just edging it out so it was like once I kind of 
my college decision was based off of where can I go play football at. It wasn't like, oh, I can play both. And so, yeah, oh, trust me, I pondered it, wanted to play in those SDSU threads on, on, on Tony Gwynn Stadium. But it was kind of one of those things that was just like, if I had the opportunity to, I definitely would have considered. But as it is right now, I'm a full football guy. Yeah, I think uh, San Diego State baseball, they have the sickest uniforms around, man. Oh, they're, they're incredible. thousand percent. Um, now, it's not uncommon for um, a D1 scholarship athlete to excel or to play both sides of the ball in high school. But you didn't just play both sides of the ball in high school. You dominated on both sides. Um, in fact, we're more decorated on the offensive side. Um, what, what was it like to be able and how fun was it to be able to play both sides um, and do it at the elite level that you were able to do it at in St. Francis? Uh, it was great. It was I grew up playing running back, but I think once I got to high school, my I was playing behind my, my freshman and sophomore year. I was playing behind this stellar uh, Kevin uh, Armstead. He, I think, career wise, he was he was up around three thousand yards. He was he, a straight stud, and so I played behind him. So I wasn't seeing as much time off on offense. I was playing all over the place, backing up running back, playing in the slot, just honestly doing whatever I could to help the team win. And so I played. My first series were primarily just defense. Like I played safety and corner. It's all I did. And defense is specialty. That was it. And so same thing with my sophomore year. I only played slot. I played a little bit of running back. And then my junior year hit, and I was basically the guy. So I played, I think my junior year, I didn't play. I think I played maybe one game of both sides of the ball, one or two games of both sides of the ball. And then the rest, I played just straight running back. And so it was great. Like, honestly, like just getting back to my roots, as like my dad would say. And it was just like, I just had fun with it. I just took it as this is probably going to be the last time I'm ever, ever going to be able to play this side of the ball. Like, ser- like not seriously, but like full force and not really have to worry that much on defense. And so I just took it as this is an opportunity to help my team win and just what do you call it? Do what I love and have fun with it. Earlier, uh, you mentioned the late Jim Bonds. Uh, he was a longtime football coach at uh, St. Francis for over 20 years. Um, unfortunately, he passed away in October of 2020 after battling uh, multiple myeloma. You know, this came at a time when COVID's at its peak, your football season's delayed. Uh, can you talk about the bond you formed with Coach Bonds and what impact, you know, his passing had on you and your team and how you overcame that? Yeah, he, Coach Bond, me and Coach Bonds, he's the reason why I went to St. Francis. I, I can say that with full confidence. I love the school, but he was that driving factor when I got in. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going to play for him. And he was just one of those, one of those coaches that like, like you have a lot of coaches in your life, but he was one of those that his impact will, what do you call it, for me is going to, it carries me, will carry me the rest of my life. Like he was just, he was just a special person like that. And, I can't even lie to you. It was hard. It was super hard. He was like a second father figure to me and a lot of kids on the team. But me and him, I grew like a really, really tight bond just because being the only freshman on varsity, like when I came in that had done it in the past 11 years, me and him got to form a a really close bond of going over film and making sure I was up to speed and up to date on all my classes and making a smooth transition. And so when he passed, it was super tough on me, especially like, just trying like he was centered of he was like one of those centerpieces of like I want to be at practice I want to be on the field like I want to play for him like going out to practice like practice is always a grind but it, it was easier when he was out there with you so I really had to find that like inner grit and love because he just wasn't there and it was just weird not to see him on the field with us and because he's a very vocal very always doing something type of coach and so it was hard on a lot of our guys just because he impacted so many lives. But I think that just like his legacy lives through me, lives through all the players that he coached. And so made it, made it easier to just go out and be every day and play every down for him. And so that's what I kind of been able to do. And I think that's what like my whole centerpiece of my last career. Cause like a lot of people don't know is like, so me and him would talk about winning a CIF championship all the time. That's all we used to talk about that constantly. And so my first two years, we lose in the first round back-to-back years. Junior year, we don't get to have that. What do you call it? We don't get to have that playoffs. We don't get six game season in California. So then my senior year, it was like, 
we were the last class to have him coach coach us. And so we were just, everybody was like, it's CIF or nothing this year. So I think, and so we got to go there. We, unfortunately we lost, but it was one of those things that was just like, we made it like, there was no other way to go out. I had a chance to catch up with uh, James S. Carcega uh, this morning to talk a little bit about you. He's a accomplished writer. He covered you in, in high school. And he, he, he was, he said that he thinks, you know, the reason why you and coach Bonds had such a good rapport was that coach Bonds saw a little bit of himself in you, you know, coach Bonds was a quarterback. He played football at UCLA and he saw kind of the passion and the energy that you had. And uh, he noticed that in you, is that something that you, you know, picked up on or agree with? Yeah. hundred thousand percent. thousand percent. I, that competitive nature, like I like, like we kind of, we, we call it a dog mentality and like a win at all costs. Like, I don't care where you have me playing. If we're, as long as we, you put us in the best chance to win, I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever. And so I think it was like, that was a big aspect of where like our relationship as well. And so I think a lot of like that kind of dog mentality, that win at all costs mentality, I, we call like he brought to the table. And I and my goal is always okay. I got to match you, Coach Bonds. Like if you win it at all costs, then I'm with it too. That's awesome. So we 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 talked earlier about you playing both sides of the ball. Uh, you signed to San Diego State as a safety. Uh, we had Matt Rosano, who's the head of recruiting at San Diego State, on an earlier episode of the podcast, and we semi jokingly asked him whether you're playing the right side of the ball at the next level. Um, given, you know, offensive player of the year, all, all the stats you put up running wise. And he, you know, his answer is basically, you can play whatever side of the ball you wanted since you're such an elite athlete, but that they think the toughness and speed you're going to bring to the secondary room is something they're looking for and something they need. Can you explain kind of your thought process on what position you wanted to play at the next level and in the discussions you had with San Diego state? Yeah, hundred percent. So for me, I would, my recruiting kind of hit like right in the middle of COVID. Like it was just like everybody was honestly just scrapping to get offers and get seen just because a lot of 2022s, they only had two years of film to go off of. And so for me, I was just trying to get in where I fit in. So a lot of my, my first two year film were all, all DB stuff. Like you had a little running back stuff here and there, but it was all special teams and DB. And so they had offered me before my, before my season started and they saw me as a DB, but honestly, like, I think that I thought I projected better as a safety at the next level. And I think that's what I wanted to do. Like, I love running back, but I feel like, like when I had to, when it kind of came down to it, I was like, you guys want me at safety. That's where I'm going to come play. And I think that's just kind of how I've been brought up with my family. It's just like, it's whatever the coach asked you to do, you do. So it was like, for me, it was like the coaching staff. Like I love the San Diego State. They're a huge reason why I committed in the first place. Just because that coaching staff is unbelievable. And so for me, I was like, if you think I'm a safety, and I and for me, I felt like I was in a good position. That's where I wanted to play at. That's what I was going to do. And so I think that they, I think I made the right choice on playing, be signing on that side of the ball. But to be honest with you, if they if they come to me and they're like, you know what, we want to see you on offense, then that's what I'm gonna go do because my goal is to help the team do whatever to win a conference title. In that same conversation, uh, which the coach Rosano, we asked him what makes San Diego State special, and his answer was authenticity. And he said that unlike some schools, San Diego State prides itself on being honest, authentic with the players that they recruit and the position they stand in, et cetera. Um, what impact did SDSU's honesty, authenticity have um, in attracting you to the program? Oh, this is the reason why I committed. 100%. This, that's Coach Coach Hope, Coach Kyle Hope, the safety coach. He, was ne- he never rushed me on my – so I committed in September. So for a lot of kids, that's, that's late because – it's just, it's just later on. Usually a lot of kids will commit that summer. And so my plan was to commit that summer. I was visiting different schools, but I just felt the timing wasn't right. And so I decided, I was like, look, let me play a game and then I'm going to make my decision. And he never, the whole time, he never rushed me. He never was like, 
there's a timeline on when you have to commit by. He was like, look, you make the best decision for yourself. And if that's us, then I, then I want you, but you make the best decision for yourself. And I, and I think after that, I just, they just kind of won me over. And I was just like, like, it's like, they're, I think they're the most honest school that recruited me throughout my whole entire recruiting process. And so after like being able to talk with him like that and him being like, this is where we see you. This is how we feel. This is where we're at. This is how many guys we've offered. This is how many guys we're taking. I was like, there's no way I don't, I don't want to come and play for these, these, these coaches. That's great. Um, for, for those of us, you know, who, are not able to see like the full thing of what recruiting is. I mean, we're talking about this authenticity. Um, we're talking about this honesty, being the most honest um, staff that recruited you. Um, unfortunately, that means they have to contrast themselves with people who may not be as honest, may not be as upfront. And, you know, without naming any schools or any people by name, um, could you tell us about maybe an incident in recruiting where, where you kind of thought to yourself, man, that guy's not being as upfront with me as I would like him to be? Oh yeah, for for me, so I'm not a big six four guy, right? Like I'm five ten. I'm sitting at one eighty seven right now. I, I'm I'm not the biggest guy, but there's definitely some big big time schools that went on visits or whatever, or just talking with them, seeing my film, and them telling me, "Oh, we love we love like how like how you're doing, like how you're working out and stuff like that," and then passing on me and taking two other guys. And so it was more so like for me being one of those, not a big time recruit, but more of like that middle three-star recruit is where I was on that kind of second wave where like a lot of those power five schools or, or big name schools were taking the four and five stars. And I was on that second wave. They didn't go there. So there was a lot of, there was a lot of schools that kind of like would show love and then go straight cold on me. But San Diego State just never did that. They were always just, hey, Max, here we stand forward. And Coach Ho, I, after they offered me, he was he was one of the most persistent coaches, talking to me every week. I had coaches texting me every week. And what solidified it for me was after I committed, I think on game day, I had almost every single coach wish me good luck before the game, like well before the game. That like, like some right before the game, some – the night before some early that morning. And so for me, I was like, I know I made that right decision because these, these coaches truly care about the person I am. You come to San Diego state in a, with a very strong and talented safety class with Josh Hunter and Eric Butler. Both are also from Southern California. You know, Josh, they're probably from the two best secondaries in California. Um, how familiar are you with their games and have you had a chance to connect and build any rapport with them? Oh yeah. So Josh I'm, is actually, I'm pretty sure he's going to be my roommate. Mm. And so I think that's going to happen. So I got to talk with him over Snapchat, stuff, Instagram, all that. And so he's dope, really dope guy. And so I'm excited to be able to play with him and Eric Butler. He was on, I got to meet him on my visit. And so I got to build a rapport with him. And so I've, I think our safety class is really one of the strongest out there. And it's not just our play on the field. It's just like the type of people that are coming in. And, and so I've gotten to really kind of build a relationship with those two. And so I'm really excited to see what we can do. I feel like our class is really a game changer. How familiar are you with the three, three, five defense and potentially fitting into that nickel, that warrior uh, position? So going like, High school, we didn't really play that, play the three three five, And so I've gotten to know it now that I've been committed and talked to Coach Hoke and been able to just, like, kind of go over that. And so I love it. Like, it's kind of like they play with a, a whole bunch of DBs. And so it's kind of more, more so of just, like, how they play. They play a really fast style defense. All everybody to the football, physical, aggressive. And so that's kind of like how – I like to play as well. And so I'm excited to be able to learn more. I'm talking with Coach Hoke about it and where I fit best and stuff like that. And so I'm excited to see like where I end up and how I can help make the team better. And you're, you're also going to be part of the class that's opening up a brand new stadium. How was that an attractive thing to uh, com coming to San Diego state and how exciting is that to be part of? 
Oh, it's it, it's it's one of it's a big one. Like you don't think like it would be like oh like a big attractive thing when you're recruiting, but then when you like really think about it, for me, I was like, oh wow, like this is gonna like the stadium is gonna be legit. We got to like visit it on our on my official visit, kind of like how it was like setting up. Like they had all the stands up pretty much, and it's gonna it's gonna be sick. But it's especially great just to be a part of this class that gets to open that up kind of like a stepping stool. And so I'm excited to be a part of this. I feel like we have a, I wholeheartedly feel like we have a really special class of this 2022s. And so I'm excited to see what we do with it. Uh, when do you, when you, will you be arriving on campus? Are you looking at the summer or fall? The summer, the summer. Um, we're still in debate of either it's June or July. It's one of those. And so I'm still talking with Coach Hogue, trying to get down where I, when I'm going to arrive and try to get down and get to work, but it won't, it will be in, it will be in the summertime. All right. Great job on all of those. Um, are you ready for some rapid fire, non-football related questions? hundred percent. All right, let's 100% do it. I'm with it. <laughs> all right, man. Favorite food. Uh, waffles, waffles, hundred percent. Okay. Now are, is it like, is that a strictly a breakfast thing or do you can go waffles any time of day? Anytime I'm feeling like I want something sweet, but like, Savory at the same time, I could do it. Nice, nice. And how do you how do you prepare your waffle? So, uh, how do I prepare my? Waffle? I like to have, I like to have syrup, a little bit of fruit. Favorite one is strawberries. So that, a little bit of whipped cream on top. You're set. And you're set, no doubt, no doubt. So, so I, I assume you've been to Roscoe's, obviously. Oh, that's a staple in here in Pasadena. So, yeah. oh yeah, that's a. So funny story about that is, so. Through my four years of high school, we there is multiple game days where we we're a Catholic school, so we have like Catholic holidays off. So there's multiple game days that we will have off, and as a team, we will all all 50 of us will pack out Roscoe's. <laughs> After at, we'll go in the morning, check in, like we do a little check in thing. We do like a stretch, make sure everybody's up, and then basically the whole team will go and pack out Roscoe's. <laughs> That's great. And and uh, what is that like a tradition there, or did you guys start that? Um, they started it like my, my freshman year, they kind of like started it a little bit and like, we don't, we did it a couple times, but my sophomore year, like that senior class of 2020, like we were all a super tight knit group. So they kind of started that, Hey, let's go to Roscoe's and like kind of word got out the first time. So it was only like 20 of us that went that first time. And then the second time we went like two weeks later, it was, I kid you not the almost the whole entire team in this little itty bitty Roscoe's. Right. And they're having to feed all of us. So it was, it was like, those are like good <laughs> memories that I think about. That's amazing. Um, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Favorite movie? I'm a bit like, I'm a, old, old type of deal. Rush Hour. Rush Hour is one up with uh, Chris Tucker. Yeah. That's one of my favorite. That's one of my go-tos. One of my favorites. That's a great one. That's a great one. How about musical artists or group? So I'm a hip hop, I'm a hip hop guy. Between like, all-time favorite is like Drake. Like he's he's one of my all-time favorites, just like his flow. But like right now it's between like NBA Youngboy and Rod Wave. Those two are like kind of my top front runners. That's what I listen like pregame, chilling. That's those are my top two. I think you're gonna enjoy your teammates. A lot of those same answers as we <laughs> as we've talked to different players. Yep, yep. Um oh, a professional athlete. On the girl side, Serena Williams. Like she just has some dog mentality to her that is just like, like no other. But I think for me, uh, Odell Beckham, I like, I, I love his style of play kind of like a fat, fast pace, like a little bit flashy, but like, he's like the work, he's a hard worker too. And mm -hmm. so I really like, like how he represents his game and how he's gone with that. So then when he was able to break free and come to the Rams, and then obviously they win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, how how much were you following that and into, you know, his process there? Oh, so so one of me and my buddy, me, me and one of my best friends, we're big Rams fans. And so okay. one of their deep. So I kind of became a Rams fan like when they came back. And then somebody that I trained with, uh, David Long, David Long, he played. So he's one of the one of the guys in the secondary there. So I got to train with him all summer of 2020. And he's a Pasadena guy. So I've kind of grew up watching him. So when he was there, it was like, I'm a Rams fan for sure. Yeah. And then when Odell Beckham, what he called, signed with them, I, uh, I forgot where we were at, but we were somewhere. I think we were at school, and 
we all were just like going crazy about it because it was like for me I was like that's a big get he need to get out of Cleveland so it was good yeah yeah it worked out worked out for sure um when you're not playing football um what what are some things you like to do as like a hobby video games for sure I love I love to play video games but a big thing for me is I like to spend time with family uh what do you call me and my family are super tight-knit so I like to spend time with family spend time with what do you call it? Spend time with my friends, spend time with the girlfriend. It was, it's just like a whole combination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there any, like, um, family tradition, um, something that you all kind of, like, is, is something that you guys do? So, me and my mom, we start, so me, so, sometimes my dad, too, but me and my mom have a big thing, like, usually after, well, after games on Friday night, depending on the outcome, sometimes I like to distance myself from football, but most of the time, me and my mom will. I'll wake up. I'll come home from practice at like ten thirty, eleven, and we'll sit there and watch college football for the majority of the day. And so that's a big thing that what do you call it, me and my mom? Something that's something that what do you call it, we've done over the years. That's awesome. Jim, Jim Escarcega called your mom a football mom. You know, something you wouldn't expect that. Like she knows the game, and she will get in in into it with you. So we're looking forward to the games, have seen your mom uh, cheering on the sidelines and having discussions with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's a, any, if you like, if you look up a typical football mom in the dictionary, my mom's face will pop up. Like she, <laughs> she, she's the, the best part is so early on in my career, I, I don't have a lot of body fat on me. So during games, I would work myself so hard where I would cramp up. Mm-hmm. And so my mom would find remedies and stuff for me to not cramp. So for a while I was taking, I was drinking little pickle juice shots on the sideline. And so <laughs> our trainers were like, where did you find this stuff? I was like, I don't know. Talk to my mom. Because she was, <laughs> on top, she was always on top of a maze drive. My lecture, like same with my dad too. Those two would be in his little office and just going at it. Like, okay, like what we got to do? What are you going to eat today? What and stuff like that. And so we kind of like made like a, like a regimen of like, okay, I got to eat double the dinner this day just so then I can, what do you call it? Just so I can have energy for the game and enough. So like my body would just burn off all the calories and stuff and not burn, what do you call it? Not make myself cramp up. So yeah, typical football mom. She knows the game really well. Her and my dad, those two are typical football, football snobs. They know exactly what's going on. They know what, what do you call it? What position I'm doing, what I'm doing how I'm doing, never, we call never shy away from like, Hey, like wh- what happened here and stuff like that. So. That's great. And, and um, I'm not exactly sure it's because you have low body fat. You were a workhorse in high school, man. Yeah. I mean, you, 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 like you were never off the field. Uh, your coach trusted you everywhere. Um, I think we talked to coach Deacon one time and he, that's what he said. He, we asked him about, uh, players who play special teams in high school. And he says, you know, the people who play as often as you do, he says, you know, that their coaches trust them. And so I think that, you know, just your usage is what made the cramping happen and how hard mm-hmm. you play more than anything else. Um, but I appreciate the modesty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you given any thought um, to uh, potential majors at San Diego state? Yes. So I want to, my goal, I want to go into psychology, psychology, sports management and some business or kinesiology field. I, my, my goal is I really want to be a sports, ther- a sports therapist, a sports psychologist. It's a really up and coming field. Mental health is super important right now. And it's being talked about more and more and more. And so I think that's a field that I think is going to be in the next five or six years and be on the really up and coming of in needs of it. And so especially that I played the game that I really want to be able to know more. I'm taking a psychology class right now just so I can know more about what we call it, people, know more about the brain and know more how I can help different athletes in my position to deal with that stress and anxiety and even depression in that sort of sense. That's incredible, man. Well done. Thank you for the interview. You're so good. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I had a great time. Yeah, we appreciate it. We look forward to seeing you out in the field uh, at the new stadium in the September. Yeah, 100%. I can't wait to get out there. Our second guest is Josh Hunter, who will be joining Max Garrison in the secondary at San Diego State in the fall. Josh played high school football at Modern Day in Santa Ana, California, where he was he played safety for the number one team, not just in California, but across the country. 
and he was named Trinity League MVP for his stellar play in the secondary. We want to welcome Josh Hunter to the SDSC Football Podcast. Thanks for joining us. How's it going today? It's going great. Thanks for having me. So you live in Temecula, uh, but you go to Modern Day High School in Santa Ana. Uh, how did you end up at Modern Day? And is it true that you commute 70 miles in a van to get to school every day? Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Uh, I got to go to Modern Day through um, first, like knowing how competitive that league was or some that I wanted to be a part of. Um, I was lucky enough to be able to go there through their, like their Forbert program. That's what I played going in. And then they thought I have a chance to, to play. So I just took a leap of faith. I mean, yeah, I go there, um, the, for the van, it's a, it's like a, we call it the IE van. So there's more kids. I'm not the only one that goes that lives far away, but, um, we all meet up in Corona and we take a van to school every day. So that's made it a lot easier on my parents. And is that everybody in the van is going to modern day or are there different stops along the way? Everyone's going to modern day, but so, so there's kids coming from Corona, kids coming from Narco all over the area. So. Got it. And then uh, how long is the commute and what do you do uh, during that time? Um, commutes. I mean, it's like an hour, hour 15, pin on traffic. Um, I mean, I just do my homework. I try to get most of that done as much as I can in the van and catch up on some sleep. We get some early mornings. Yeah, man. So just one more on that. So, I mean, what time do you leave in the morning? And then, and then you are, you're, you're speaking about it in the present. This is something you did all four years. I did this from my freshman year all the way to my junior year. My dad um, was fortunate enough to get a spot in Irvine, which made the commute a lot easier from my senior year, which helped me a lot. But um, from my freshman year, I say I would wake up at close to 4.35 to get on the van and get to school on time for lift at 7. And then I'd get home around like 8.39. So it was, it was some rough, it was a rough period, but I got through it and it made oh, me better. No, that's incredible. And, and San Diego state is actually closer to Temecula. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you going to, are you going to van down to campus every day or, you know, you're done nah. with that? <laughs> the right across the street. So it's perfect. <laughs> that's right. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. You're going to have so much time. Um, yeah. So, so tell me then, why was it so important for you to, to make that sacrifice and to, to play a modern day? I think for me, it was just playing against the best. For me, I just wanted to, the, that competition, like seeing them on YouTube and seeing them all over social media, knowing that those kids are having are getting prepared the best to go to college and be successful in college. So I thought that was the best decision for me, knowing I wanted to go to the next level. Now, the year before you arrived, they won a national championship. Roster gets gutted, you know, <laughs> there's not low expectations for modern day. So I don't want to say that, but it wasn't to be as high, right? 2017's best school, best team in school history. You come on to campus and in competing against the best, you start as a freshman. What did it mean for you to be able to co contribute so early at a program like modern day? For that, I mean, a lot of stuff had to happen for me to get in that position. For, for me, it was just, how do I do my job to, to not, be um not like not be a threat not be people on other teams say oh he's a freshman throw it over his head type of deal just me trying to be as focused as I can I got a bunch of help from all the older guys too so I, I got to thank them and thank the coaches especially for keeping me just focused throughout that whole year so that was that was probably a, my hardest year at, at the school and then uh modern day of course in 2018 you guys win a national title and um, at least one publication in three of the four years named you named the high school as a national championship. What, what was it like? I mean, just just take us through, you know, the practices and all the things that it is to play for such a dominant team. Oh, uh, it was special. I mean, knowing I think one of the big things with us was like after our games on Saturday, we, we do this workout like at eight in the morning. And for us, it was a big thing. Like no one else is doing this type of deal. Like we work, we we can do this after a game and work out early in the morning. I think none can stop us except us. So I think we had that mentality that like we knew we we're the best, but we just had to play together type of deal. 
and let it happen on the field. And then finishing off with national champions is truly special. Playing on a national champion obviously means you have some elite players uh, on both sides of the ball, which modern day did, but especially on defense. Domani Jackson corner is a five-star recruit. The only five-star recruit in California in this class. He's going to USC. Uh, Edge David Bailey is a four-star. He's ranked second in California. He's going to Stanford. Uh, Cameron Sidney is going to Cal. But you were the one that was twice named Trinity, Trinity League Defensive MVP. How did you stand out among such great players? I mean, I think, you, like you're saying it with all those players, they just made my job easier. I mean, we all had our jobs, and we were all just focusing on doing our part to make the defense great. And I think um, just trusting the trust that we had in each other made it easy for all of us to do our jobs. And so you played a little bit of baseball in high school. And for our listeners, some of them may not know that your, your father, Brian Hunter, played baseball in the majors in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember watching them play on the Braves, uh, on the Braves World, the teams that made the World Series in the early 90s. Um, you obviously weren't born then. So but how, looking back, what have you been able to learn and know about his career and his accomplishments? Um, I think my father, like he was him being in the major league and him going through that, that grind, that everyday baseball grind. I think his biggest um, input on me was just the mental game. Cause knowing baseball, baseball is such more harder mentally on you than football is with the games every single day. And if you, if you go bad, if you go for four, you got to just shake it off and, and try to go better again. But I think for football, just being mentally tough and just having that, that mindset that, or that confidence that you're the best, just knowing that anything's possible. I mean, just, just doing your job and just being confident in yourself. I think it was the biggest thing he taught me. What position did you play? And is that something you considered potentially playing at a college level? I played uh, outfield, so I can do all, any three outfield positions. And, um, yeah, I'm looking – I mean, I'm going to try to see what I can do in college level. We'll see what happens, but that's not 100% yet. So you picked SDSU over offers uh, listed as LSU, um, Oregon, several other Mountain West schools. What was it about San Diego State um, that sealed the deal that you wanted to be an Aztec? Um, I think a big thing was how I was close to home close to my mom, close to my dad. Don't have to worry about getting homesick. They're hours away. I can see them whenever I need to. And another thing was the um, the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff didn't worry about what a lot of other schools worried about with my size or my, or, or my, um or my, my weight. They just, they said, we think you're perfect for our school, for our school. We think you can do play this, this, and that. And that was something that was a big deal for me knowing that all I need to do is all I need is a job. And I feel like once I get a job, I can focus on that and get the job done for the team. We had Coach Rosano on here uh, on the podcast a few episodes ago, and we asked him what makes SDSU special. He said what makes them special is authenticity, that the coaching staff um, are honest in their approach. Um, We had Max Garrison on earlier, and he said this. he really was high on the honesty of the staff and letting them know where, where he stood. How much did the honesty, authenticity of the staff, how, how did that influence your decision um, and allow you to, I guess, trust that they didn't worry about your height, your size. They thought what they think of you as being a great player. Uh, I think, yeah, I think it was very important knowing that what they said was what they really thought. Um, I think another good thing about SCCU is that they want football players. And that doesn't matter how big you are, how strong you are, it's just how much you can do for your team. And I think that's like, as we saw the great season we had last year, we just had a bunch of dogs. And I think that with their authenticity, they're, they're just hungry and we just want to compete against the best. And we don't matter who we play, we're just ready to go. And we asked coach Rosano about you. And he said, the quality that, that jumps out is your leadership. So what, what does leadership mean for you as a football player? Um, I'm a big team player guy. I mean, I'm just talking about doing my job, doing my job for the team. I, I don't, I'm not the, the yelling type, the lead, like the vocal leader. I like to lead by example. I just like to do my job, be due diligent. And I don't, I'd like to just, I like to like root my teammates on, but it's just not, it's like one of my, one of my um, strength and conditioning coach in modern day said like, there's A players, B players and C players. 
the C players you don't have to worry about. The big thing is worrying about getting the B players to the A players. And I think not yelling at them and doing all that's going to help, but just being like in their back, knowing that it's good. We with each other. This is us against. So I think, I think that was a big deal for me. You come to San Diego state with a very strong and talented safety class. Paul mentioned obviously Max Garrison, but also Eric Butler from Centennial. Uh, all of you are from Southern California. Max told us that you two might, will probably be roommates next year. What, so how have you had a chance to kind of connect with, with both of them and b- build some rapport as you guys are heading into uh, uh, college together? Yeah, I was, um, I was able to play Eric, so I was able to see him. And they had a really good Centennial team. Um, but, yeah, me and Max, really cool. We got along. Like, right when we met each other at the um, at one of the San Diego State games, and I mean, we're all we're all hungry to play, and we're just we, we're all competitors. So we're gonna play, but compete. And I know we're gonna have each other's back. So that's that's probably the biggest thing I'm excited for. You committed to San Diego State um, in the early fall, but uh, you didn't sign on on the early signing period. But you signed in February. Was there a particular reason uh, that you didn't sign early and you waited until February? Yeah, um, during the the main official visit. Um, December twelfth, before the first signing period, I had a um, I had my state game, so I wasn't I wasn't able to go on that official, and I wanted to get my official over with before I signed, so that that really just pushed everything back for me. Got it. And the Aztecs play a, a three three five defense. So, how or how familiar are you with that defense, and where do you see yourself fitting in, uh, position wise? Um, I'm not familiar with it as as we play some different at modern day, but I love how they have the extra DB on the field, able to able to go side to side, especially with how the offense is doing a lot of spread and, and empty nowadays. For position wise, I'm open to anything. I mean, the fast easiest way to get me on the field. I'm not keen in on one position. I'll do whatever the coach tells me to do. And you're gonna be part of the first class that's gonna open up the new stadium. Not a lot of new stadiums being built anywhere. And the fact that you're going to be part of that historic group, how exciting is uh, opening up Snapdragon and being part of that first group? Oh, it's really exciting. I mean, um, it's something special that we got to back up. I mean, that's that's really how I think about it. We just got to make sure that we're doing our part and getting that, hopefully getting that first victory in September. And and then as you're starting um, San Diego State, what are, what are some goals, priorities for you, things that you're thinking about um, to get yourself off to the start that you expect for yourself? Um, I mean, get to know the teammates, know that, let hopefully get them to know that I'm a team player. I'll be there whatever they need me. Mostly just letting them know that I'm got their back no matter what. Personally, just trying to make some type of team, hopefully special teams. I don't know. I'm open to anything. Just going in there to compete, just trying to get become a better player every day. And uh, when does that competition start for you? Like, when are you going to be um, enrolling and getting on campus? I plan on enrolling in the, in the first June period. So early June, I'll be on campus. Are you ready for some rapid fire non-football related questions? Uh, what's your favorite food? Favorite food is lobster. Okay. We haven't heard that one before. That's a new one. I, I like it. Uh, favorite movie or TV show? Movie is Goodfellas. Okay. TV show. I like Friday Night Lights. Nice. We we had someone else say that recently. I, I can't recall who that was, but yeah, it's, that's a popular one too. Favorite musical artist or group? Uh, favorite musician is probably Kendrick. You like the halftime uh, show? For the Super Bowl? I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, favorite professional athlete? Uh, Deion Sanders. He was fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. when he played. I mean, he played baseball too. I think he played with your dad. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple pictures with him. So yeah, I've met. He's a, he's a super awesome guy. Yeah. Uh, favorite hobby outside of football? Um, I love watching movies, like the old movies. I'm watching Taxi Driver right now, so I'm, I love watching movies. Nice. And then, in terms of made, what looking? What majors are you looking at uh, at San Diego State? Um, right now it's international business for me. Um, I'm probably minor in something else too. Cool. That's the rapid fire. Um, we want to thank you for uh, joining the podcast. We appreciate you taking the time. We look forward to seeing you, uh, when you get to campus and, uh, get on the field in September. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
Paul, we had a chance to catch up with uh, Max Garrison and Josh Hunter, two incoming uh, freshmen in the class of 22. What were your main takeaways from uh, talking to them? Well, I think the main takeaways is how competitive both of these kids are. Both of them talked about wanting to do whatever they could to get on the field, spoke about special teams. Um, They spoke about being Aztecs. They want to win. And that's the reason that they're going to San Diego state. Um, So that, that I think was the first thing that jumped out to me. And then I thought both of their answers talking about the authenticity of the coaching staff at San Diego state was pretty neat. Um, Just, I mean, it's horrible that we live in a day and age, or maybe I'm just naive. Maybe this has always been the case, but it's horrible that we live in a day and age where these kids know that they're being lied to by these, you know, grown men who are probably all millionaires and, you know, they're, they have no reason to lie to these children. And yet that's what they do. And it's amazing that they're rewarded with, you know, higher and better positions and all of those kinds of things. And so it's just, I think another example of how in a, I guess a a river that's all racing towards winning is the only thing winning is the only thing winning is the only thing San Diego state has managed to kind of go in the opposite direction and make people the most important thing and treating, um, you know, these young men with respect and honesty and truth and um it's crazy that it's special but we all know the world we live in and it is what about you yeah max garrison's story um obviously is 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 one to tell you know in 2020 we all everybody went you know with covid everybody went through something or another right but to imagine to be you know a 16 year old kid in a high school playing football and on top of that your season's being delayed your future is maybe in flux because of the scholarship offers and, and recruiting isn't taken off. And then you're the person, you're, you're a father figure for you uh, who brought you to this high school, who's been teaching you and mentoring you, you know, passes away. And to have to overcome and deal with that takes a special, special person. And, and Max is, I think, a special person. And he was able to overcome that, obviously, with the support system of his, his family and and his teammates and, you know, the rest of the coaching staff. So I thought that was very impressive. The, the other main takeaway from both of these guys, just looking at, you know, their production in high school and how good they are is if these guys are three inches taller, they're probably not at San Diego state. They're probably four-star recruits and they're recruited at the top power five teams in the country. So I, I think San Diego state's getting two players in Garrison and Hunter that can that can play and they can play with the best of them and they'll show that once they get an opportunity and i think San Diego state you know in in some you know way is, is fortunate um that these guys aren't 6263 uh and they're 510 511 and they're coming to San Diego state because i think they're ultra talented football iq off the charts off the charts and i think they'll show it once they get on the field I agree. I think there's a couple other ideas that jumped out to me. I thought were pretty fun. Um, Both of them play baseball. And I I thought it was interesting how um, Josh Hunter was saying that he's not completely sure how it could work out. Um, Maybe if they have the connection to be able to do it, uh, talk to Calvin Munson. I think he was the last one who did it. Um, He pitched for the Aztecs while, you know, still obviously being on the football team. Um, so that could be pretty interesting if these two guys could um, have some time playing baseball with um, Mark Martinez and the, and the Aztec baseball team. Um, so I thought that was that was pretty unique. Amazing that he would make this commute at four o'clock in the morning on this bus, the IE bus, and and he would make that commitment to go to modern day to challenge himself. I mean, Speaking to your point about, you know, if he was a little bit taller and those kinds of things, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, they, they both kids, as we talked about before, they kind of could could um, sniff out people not being honest with them. So, you know, maybe state would have had a better shot than even if they were a little bit bigger or whatever, if they would have gotten those first conversations. Um, I think that's obviously the question. But the point here is just that he even with his stature he wanted to test himself against the best 
And not only did he want to do that in theory, he worked for it. And I mean, I can't commute more than 25 minutes and I'm complaining. Um, and, and he did that every day to go to high school so he could lift and he could compete against the best of the best. And not only did he compete, but um, he was by all of the accolades and such that he was the best player on the team. And I think that's a, um, a pretty special thing. I also thought that Max Garrison um, and the idea that, you know, during the COVID season, he was just trying to get recruited and how recruiting all changed because they um, coaches couldn't come on campus and things like that. And so he was recruited as a DB and then went crazy as a running back. And so that's the reason why he, you know, he wasn't really recruited on that side of the ball. And so that'll be an interesting just idea if that, if that continues is, is if, you know, he does actually stay on that side or if they, you know, just flirt and give him any ideas of, of maybe moving to that other side, because after they started recruiting him, that's when he became the, you know, the offensive MVP, um, et cetera. I'm curious to see whether Max stays a safety all four years because the talent on the, on the offensive side is off. I mean, he had the first game of the season. He rushed for 371 yards and six touchdowns. I don't think I've walked for 317 yards this year. Yeah. And so there, the talent is there. And I think it's going to, it's, we're going to see, because as we said, he's coming in with two other guys who are, top-notch safeties in California. We already have a Patrick McMorris, a CJ Baskerville, uh, Sidarius Barfield, uh, a couple guys, young guys who are on the, who were on the roster last year will have a shot. So this, that secondary is, is filling up pretty quickly. And I'm not to say that Max isn't going to, you know, rise to the top, but um, to, to see how that secondary plays out and then see how the running back room plays out. Uh, with Chance Bell and Jordan Bird on their last seasons, and then who steps up behind them. Obviously, there's also Lucky Sutton coming in, who I think rushed for 300-some yards and six touchdowns in a game himself this year in in San Diego. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he stays at safety or makes a move to running back. But either way, I think he can can play. As as, um, Matt Rosano told us, he can play on whatever side of the ball he wants because he's an elite athlete. So. It'll be interesting. And, you know, I think it's got to be exciting to hear how much depth that the Aztecs are bringing in and with their history of development um, there, they should be able to have some great competition. Um, And as uh, coach Oak always says, the best player is going to play. And if um, either of these two young men step onto campus and they're better than Baskerville, they're better than um, Barfield, which would be, I mean, that would be nuts. But if they, if that happened, I mean, wow, what, what, what would the future hold for these guys? Yeah, for sure. Um, that's going to do it for us. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed uh, this episode as much as we did. Uh, make sure to hit our, hit the subscribe and the follow button on whatever platform you prefer to listen to your podcast. And we'll talk to you next time. You are listening to the SDSU Football Podcast, presented by the East Village Times with your hosts, Andre Hagverdian and Paul Garrison.